Hello everyone and welcome back to Thickcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and this is the first episode in a series which I have very boringly called The Wellness Diaries. Um, But I am going to do a series of um, interviews, podcasts with some wellness competitors. So welcoming on my first guest and from what I can understand the first ever PCA wellness champion, my voice has gone there, Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on the podcast. No worries. It's great to have you on. I think that's quite a a title to have, isn't it? The first PCA wellness champion. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it is in my bio on my Instagram. (laughs) That's how I knew. I was like, I'm sure she was the first. And then I was like, yes, she was. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it is one of those things. It's kind of like a that that's my title and it's staying there um I mean I don't I don't know if it is it's definitely first in the UK but I'm pretty sure they had it in the US I'm sure I saw another girl um when I first competed um there was like a US PCA US wellness I don't know but either way first in first in the UK which I think is pretty we're just gonna say first honey we're gonna say it's the first yeah we'll we'll, we'll stick with that we'll stick with that why not (laughs) I think um yeah, because wellness, it was more kind of, um, I want to say like Brazil or somewhere started it off. You know what? I was not involved in bodybuilding like I, at that point. So I don't know. I'm going to say it was. I'm going to do some research and and come out with a history of wellness for you all. But <laughs> I I do know, obviously, it was around a little bit because the piece they did bring it in late-ish, didn't they? So you had wellness with, IFBB mm. had it with NFM because when I competed in 20 because you won it in 2022 yeah 22 see I've been stalking your Instagram Hattie I've been doing my <laughs> you know more about it than me <laughs> it's not um like market research is it it's like you know if you listen to like the diary of the CEO or anything like that and they've been doing their research on who's on there because like I know you guys personally but then there's certain things that I'm like, oh, I just want to like refresh my memory with what's been going on. But obviously they don't. So they have to like deep dive into fucking, we listened to him with Craig David the other day. It's so, like Craig David's life. Whereas, yes. yeah, it's quite good. Oh, I love about me than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be in 2022. So I know NFM has wellness in 21 because I competed in 21 and it was a wellness scale that won the overall in that show so I know that but I don't know with Fitex whether they did or not in 2021 because I didn't do that yeah they did in 21 um Mm -hmm. only because 21 was the end of 21 I started going to shows so that's when obviously I Ah. and then I came back and I was visiting and I saw Mia in that show and I definitely saw peace um sorry Fitex finals and I remember 10 to peers, I was like, oh, this is my class, like, I'm going to be doing this next year. So they definitely had it 21. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. It's strange that that um, PCA did bring it in so late because um, a friend of mine up the gym, she is wellness, but she competed in 21 and she wanted to do PCA and she had to do trained bikini, which obviously then she didn't really fit. But like where would you fit as a wellness competitor without wellness because it's such a standalone class isn't it yeah the, the, uh, it's difficult the only one that I could think but it depends where about you are within wellness would be figure yeah 
people do go from figure to wellness so it's kind of like dropping down not dropping down but like kind of like going back yeah it's keeping that because I know Chloe did and I know um a couple people have but it's um it is like you said it's it's continuing to grow your legs from figure but like like you said like pulling back with the upper half so I think you could kind of go from there into wellness but could you go just in the same physique do you know what I mean don't mm. know quite the same again some of it's always going to be like how well you compose isn't it oh god yeah massively yeah. Um, I'm still learning I <laughs> I actually I ended up training um with some mates the other day and we did like some posing afterwards and oh my god I am so rusty I haven't had an actual posing session since prep have you not no so to kind of like try and do it again oh I was, I was sore. <laughs> it does hurt, doesn't it? I think that's the biggest thing that people are always surprised at. Oh my god, it really hurts. I'm like, yeah, it does if you're doing it right, which is just wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, I think I mean the posing in wellness is another thing. Um yeah, there's there's, there's a lot so of- many things. So <laughs> many things in wellness. So what kind of led you firstly kind of like into bodybuilding, but then like into wellness as a class itself? Um, to be honest, my whole kind of like journey, should we call it, was just completely just unplanned. Like it was never something that I had in mind that I wanted to do. It literally just happened. So I grew up in the UK. I don't know, obviously, like who listened to this, who who kind of knows me. But in 2020, I relocated to the Isle of Man um, because I've got family that live over there. And I ended up just kind of going there on a bit of a whim and that was peak lockdown and before then I dabbled in the gym I mean like I'd gone and done like a little bit of hit workout I had my friends give me some PT lessons just your typical I want to tone up I want to lose a bit of weight kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been the bigger friend I've always been naturally like a little bit chubby <laughs> um so yeah I kind of started in the gym didn't do much Went to the Isle of Man, lockdown hit, couldn't go to the gym. Um, but then they actually had more restrictions in place in the UK. So yeah. because they controlled the COVID and like the spread of it, essentially, they kept the island itself on lockdown from like people traveling to and from. But like in the island itself, it started to open up quicker than the UK. So mm-hmm. with that, <clears throat> gym started opening probably like the end of mid to end 2020 yeah uh, and at that point I had a random night typical scrum for Instagram just having a bit of a look and I came across my old coach at the time went on to his profile had a little look and I thought oh, okay maybe like an online coach is the way to go for me to kind of want to lose weight um followed him that night he actually messaged me back and said, hey, thanks for the follow. We got chatting. And next thing you know, I'd like signed up for this <laughs> coach and didn't know what I was doing. Um, and literally from the minute that I signed up, he was constantly saying like, are you going to compete? And I said, no, not for me. My knowledge on competing was next to nothing. Um, I kind of knew either massively muscular women yeah. or bikini style. And because I'm naturally lower dominant anyway, like I had a lot of fat on my legs and my bum, I was like, well, I'm never going to be that thing. I'm never going to be that skinny. Like, I'm just, no. So 
that rules it out. Like competing is just not for me. So I always said no. And then we started a diet phase because I just wanted to lose a little bit of weight, kind of trying to tone up. Did that on and off. Never really stuck to my diet because it was COVID and like restrictions came in and out. Um, and then eventually went into a photo shoot prep, which I did my first ever shoot in July, I think it was, July 21. Yeah. Um, and at that point, my coach was like, right, we're going to get you on stage March next year. So I was like, you know what? He's asked me a couple of times. I keep saying no, but clearly there's something there. There's a reason why he wants me to compete. So you know what? We'll we'll just have a go. Um, Literally on a whim, just thought, I'll, I'll give it a go. And realistically, I probably didn't think I was going to follow it through. Um, for me, I think a lot of it was to do with if I know that I'm getting on stage, I have to stick to my diet. And it was more of a case of that was like my reason, which was a pretty shit reason. Um, and yeah, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm I'm starting prep and my diet kind of just continued from a, a mini diet for a photo shoot to prep and did my first season following year 22 and my first show was in March which was the PCA first timers um and yeah I mean again wellness was very very new so my coach was saying you know your wellness but I look back at old check-in photos and my first ever posed check-in to him was bigger because I thought really yeah because I didn't know wellness that's that's how new I was to it is I didn't even know all the classes I'd seen other people on Instagram um, like posing and stuff and I thought well I'm not bikini so I've seen bigger so I was like oh well, maybe I'm that <laughs> so the first lot of posed check-ins were like attempted like front lat spread <laughs> oh my and the irony is as well actually wellness posing is a lot closer to bikini than yeah. almost the same because if you think of like your IFBB front pose um or what people use as a side pose like the side pose in bikini and wellness really is the same your back pose in wellness is the same as your back pose in ifbb bikini yeah it's kind of similar there's little tweaks to to them all but they're pretty much the same it's only really the front pose it tends to be different um whereas figure is it's completely different (laughs) Yeah, literally. So yeah, that just shows I had no idea what I was doing. And I think it wasn't until it was a good couple of months in. So I'd say that this kind of whole thought of competing came around August, July, and it wasn't until September or October that I ended up going and getting some posing sessions with Emma Hydeman. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, I did know that I was wellness. So yeah, so it was a good couple of months for me to kind of figure it out. <laughs> And was it kind of like your coach that said to you, like, Hattie, you need to do wellness? Or was it, because I'm guessing this coach is like a prep coach and that's why he was kind of pushing you into that side of things when maybe you didn't initially sign up for that? Yeah, so he he did a lot of competitive clients. Um, he did have lifestyle. So I started off lifestyle yeah. um, and just kind of got moved into it. He was the one to tell me that I was wellness. Um. And I think this goes, it leads into so much you could talk about with wellness. Like my start point, that is my natural physique. Like, and I think people need to realize your genetics and your natural physique play a lot as to where you will sit in which class. 
So I'm always have been very heavily lower body dominant. Like that's where I store all my fat. Um, I've just been bigger on my legs, like literally since I can remember. Um, but what you don't realize if you are a first timer is what is fat and what is muscle. So although visually, yeah, you've got big legs, you've got big bum, like you're going to be wellness. Yeah. It's down. Are you actually wellness? Which is what are the, one of the things that you see a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, my legs are big. I'm like, your legs are fat. Like that's not muscle, you know? And like, I mean, that sounds really harsh, but like, that's how it is really black and white. I think, I think you can't kind of go around sugarcoating it. Like for me, especially I've said it to people and I've had conversations, you know, because of the situation that led me into a prep, I was already dieting. And before then I dabbled in the gym. I didn't have a productive, optimal off season, should we call it. I never had a few years of training under my belt I just didn't so my entire time through my prep I was dieting and I was essentially just maintaining what I had I wasn't growing yeah. I might have done like it might have been like newbie games but I, I wasn't effectively growing um so when I did come to the end of my prep oh my god I was like a little child I was so small and I think that point I realized, okay, yeah, like all my legs were predominantly fat and that's just where I store store my fat. And the, to me, I will always say my first season, the only thing that made me wellness was my proportions. Mm. I didn't train, so I had next to no upper body and it just then enhanced my legs. So yeah. it wasn't a case of I had a decent build and I had big, dense muscle on my lower I just had the imbalances because I didn't train. <laughs> like I, that- I, I kind of agree and kind of disagree. Like I do think then you were smaller, but I still do think that you did have a decent amount of muscle on your legs. Um, and I think, cause when also when you were training, when you said you were like dabbling in training and stuff, and I think this is what a lot of us gals do is like we start getting into training. And I mean, I was definitely the same and this is why my shoulders are still my bloody nemesis now I did no shoulders, like absolutely nothing because like, I don't fuck like, do you know what I mean? Like you, you get into training and you probably get into training, like maybe with your partner or maybe with a friend or whatever. And you're like, okay, like I want to build a bum. So I'm going to do squats and I'm going to do deadlifts and I'm going to go on the leg press and I'm going to the leg extension because you're doing all leg things because you want to build a bum. So therefore doing a leg extension is going to build your bum in your head. <laughs> when you get into training, sometimes you might think that. Yeah. And then you don't really think of building shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not one, you know, when I got shown around the gym and I got my gym program from the gym instructor, they didn't even put shoulders on there. I did because I used to train with, like I started training and my ex, who I was obviously with at the time, did loads of chest. So I was like, I must also do chest. So I was like really strong on my chest for ages because I just used to, like my only upper body was really chest and some back. I didn't train shoulders. <laughs> so it was like, it was like that. So I guess maybe if you were in the same kind of thing and you were just like training loads of legs because you want a great bum, which is what we all do. A few glute kickbacks with the band, all of that fun stuff. Absolutely. No, I agree. Like that, that was actually it. And I think especially for females, as you say, like it's not the same as you bro split when you first go into the gym. It's, it's yeah. like the complete opposite. So yeah, it makes sense. I think, I think I did have a a decent amount of muscle as a first timer. Yeah. Um, 
But again, at that point, like I wasn't really going to fit into anything else. No. So it's kind of like I wasn't a great wellness, but it was the only class that I would technically fit. And now it is for me personally, it's just a case of right, okay, now I know my class and it's growing into that properly. Yeah. I think structurally wise as well, and this is one of the things that I've said to one of my clients if she wanted to go into Brian, she could, because it's you're quite like your hips are fairly wide. And mm. I'm talking brain structure, like if we looked at your skeleton compared to like a bikini girl or a figure girl, your hips are fairly wide, but you're very, very narrow at the top, aren't you? Yeah. So you're not ever going to be able to create that real like X shape because you don't have the bone structure there. I'm wise clavicle width to create that X frame, which I think is something that people don't think about. But I really think your bone structure is one of the things that pushes you into one class or the other. 100%. And I think as well, it will kind of that imposing within your class can determine kind of where you sit in there as well so there's going to be certain things like for wellness for example you know I know a few people that are ex powerlifters or like more into crossfit style and it changes their physique and their structure so you can get someone with a really dense midsection and it'd be quite wide and that's from previous training so even if you find the category that you fit in even your natural physique and your genetics will determine kind of not how good you are but kind of like how far you can potentially go 100% yeah like for me my upper my upper grows so slow and again like you say I don't have a, a wide upper my back is quite dense but it's not wide yeah like at all so it just it varies yeah I, I, that's 100% it and it's something that I think isn't spoken about and it's always like oh yeah but if you work really hard like anyone can can turn pro whatever if they work hard enough and I'm like hmm yeah to an extent if you do a bit of a crappy show maybe you might but I also think that like you said one of the biggest things is blocky midsections some people are just like you you know when you just look at some people and you're like you're not you're never going to turn pro as like bikini or whatever because your structure is more suited to figure or more suited to wellness or whatever because it's it's how your bone structure is it's how your muscle belly sit it's how round or not round they are it's how your insertion points sit into your your bones and ha- how the muscles sit on on your body is really like when you look at the top pros how all of their muscles sit and how their skeletons are yeah really quite similar so mm. I do think that's one thing that it is really really overlooked like I would never be able to do wellness because even when I pose and I don't even pose my upper half, my shoulders are so wide and they've always been wide. Even when I was like, had zero muscle, I'd never sit into wellness because I'm too big at the top. So how could I then balance that out? Like it would be a, I just, it wouldn't ever happen. Yeah. Like not well. Yeah. That's the thing as well. Like I could never go down to Peking now. Yeah. The same thing that you'd have to grow so much more upper really yeah that x shape which again then you've got to think of like okay like what am I prepared to do that and then it's like obviously you've got pds and stuff but like how much are you willing to push that to fit into a class that you don't really fit into anyway yeah so thing like it's one thing 
finding the, the line as well as a competitor between I train because I enjoy training and yeah. you take competing out of it. I'm still going to train the way I am. I'm still going to develop my physique. I'm still going to do everything that I do at the minute. So it's like, it's one thing training to fit a category, but then to go into a category that you want to do that you're just not going to fit, it's just going to take away from it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And and you're never going to be happy because you're constantly chasing something that you're never really, you, you're trying to push a, a square block into a sm- uh, round hole, isn't it? Literally. It's not ever really going to gonna quite fit. Um. So yeah, it was it was very much obviously your coach and that that put you down that route. And you said before, like when you saw the wellness class and you're like, oh yeah, this is my class. Like, how did you feel then? Did you feel like that you fitted, like that was the right route for you? I think so, yeah. I mean, it was the first show I ever went to. So I was technically on prep at that point. So that was the finals of 21, which was, what was that, about October, I think it was? Uh, yeah, it was October, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's when I know Mia competed that year. Um, I it was quite a strong year that year. Um, Matty Dreadlock. Yeah. He competed. Um, I can't think who else there was. There was someone else that was really good as well. I mean, I, I didn't know many people at that point, to be honest. I was very, like... I mean, I didn't know Mia at the time. I didn't know who she was. I just... I remember yeah. her being there. Um, but given that I'd still had October, November, December, January, like another five months to go until I was on stage. Like I had no idea how my physique was going to change. Um, and I've always kind of known that I'm like a girl with a big bum, essentially. Like, as I said, before prep, like I just did. So I kind of saw that that was my category when I saw the show. I yeah. was like, well, I don't see myself fitting into anything else. So although my coach had told me, I was like, it makes sense. Um, and I like this flow, the style, um, the way they present themselves. Um, I don't not like any other categories. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, it just felt kind of weird and surreal to like watch a show and think, oh my God, like this is going to be me in a few months time. <laughs> yeah, especially when you've not seen one before as well. Yeah. For a lot of people, like you see a show and then you're like, oh, like that's what I'm going to do. It's not like you've never seen it before and then you're like oh yeah like this is what I'm working towards and I didn't even realize it kind of thing yeah pretty much it was very kind of just just happened like there was no plan to it just not I was forced into it but I was friendly pushed in that direction (laughs) (laughs) and what do you think what would you say you think of wellness as a class as a whole (laughs) It's hard, like, now that I'm more involved, yeah. I think we all know wellness is a bit of a niche one. It is a standalone class. And as much as you think it's it's basically just big legs, big glutes, like, it's not just that. People overlook so many aspects. And, like, for example, getting into condition, like, the main thing Um. And the more that I've learned, the more that I've developed my own physique, especially through being in off season now for like what two years. Mm. Like last year's season, I went to a lot of shows. Um, I was judging a little bit as well. So you learn more and you see a lot more. And I think the overall thing at the minute that people think with wellness is big legs, big bum, your wellness. 
Yeah. And they're not in condition. They haven't got, again, the right shape for it. So you might well have bigger glutes, bigger legs, whatever. But if your upper is in proportion, it kind of just cancels you out from being in that category. But yeah. you see, a lot of people, I'm not trying to diminish anyone who gets on stage. Like, fair play. Anyone who gets on stage, you know, well done. Like, not everyone can do it. But when it comes to actually being competitive, you need to understand if you are going to do well or not. Yeah. And there was a lot of girls who would, to be honest, bluntly just soft. Yeah, they were. And I think, and this is partly why I wanted to to do this series, so people could understand, like, what actually is being looked for in wellness when you look at you guys I've invited on or you all kind of like top of your game very much fit the criteria and mm-hmm. I think with wellness because it's such a standalone one because most girls are like unless they're like I want to go into wellness and they train for that and whatever a lot of girls are bikini or they are a figure and those classes are probably always going to be your most popular classes right mm-hmm. when you get into wellness I mean we've seen it you've got a show and you've got two competitors on stage one competitor on stage now if there's only one person in that class they are going to win that class that doesn't mean that that person fitted that criteria at all yeah you can have someone on stage and it's I've seen it across multiple different classes obviously if they've been quiet never normally so much bikini because bikini's always got a few in it Um, but I have seen it in figure um, or maybe bikini first time is when there's only like one or two of them right and someone's won and then people like oh that's wellness that's what they're looking for like it is softer like I've had so many people come up to me and they're like yeah wellness is softer and I'm like no it's not it's not but when you're constantly seeing girls (laughs) When you're constantly seeing girls winning or placing high at shows when they are soft. Now, if you're not at that show to see the standard of athlete or how few girls are wearing that show, you will just then assume, oh, like that, you know, that must be what they're looking for. And it's not, but you can only pick with what's on stage. And if you've got two girls on stage that really don't fit the criteria, you can only judge what's in front of you. And you can only award that first place to someone who doesn't fit the criteria. Because mm-hmm. second place just also doesn't fit, but also doesn't fit even more so. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think people don't realise it, as you say, if you're not there to see, you know, my last show, I was the only wellness competitor. And so, yeah, the way you portray it on in, like social media, like, oh, I won. Yeah, I won by default because yeah. there was no one else. Like, it's not to say, like, don't get me wrong I don't think it was my best look I was definitely the the most conditioned I ever had been but I'd lost a lot of size through having such a long prep and it was a fairly quiet show that I did but I placed second in the overall so that was the only kind of thing that kind of solidified for me okay I might have won by default in my class but within reason I still fit my criteria because I came second in my overall yeah it still kind of was like no okay there was no one else for me to be compared against for my own category but it's just a little bit of extra something but that's the thing you know if you don't fit it it doesn't matter who's up there you've you've still got to place people and people people as an outsider they don't realize that no and especially when you see it on instagram and i mean i've seen 
post on Instagram where the girl, and I knew this for a fact because it was at the show when one of my clients was at, the girl had won her class on her own. Um, This wasn't in wellness, but she'd also done, I think she'd done like bikini masters and bikini first time. And she'd won the masters by herself. So she won, but she was also on stage of a load of other girls in first timers, which she didn't place in. But the photos that were put up and the caption thing that her coach had written was my client won her class, blah, blah, blah. And it was a photo of her on stage on her own with the winner thing, which you would normally have because everyone else walks on stage, you get a photo on your own and yeah. outside of the winner thing. But then on stage, posing in her court towns of everyone else. So it looked like if you were just to look at that post and read that post, yeah, all those other girls mm-hmm. she didn't at all. Yeah. So you also kind of have to take a lot of social media with a bit of a pinch of salt of what things are looking at and like who's actually won things because sometimes it is pretty much lying to you um you know so I mean I had the same my my situation was I was meant to compete with someone else on that last show there should have been more than one of just me um and for whatever reason it was just me and I wanted to to be fair this actually this leads into knowing that wellness is completely different so I don't know if you were at that show. It was the Birmingham um, FitTech show in May, and I said, I said to Darren, I think it was, I was chatting to some of the girls, and there's open bikini in FitTech as one of their categories. Yeah. And to me, because PCA it says well bikini wellness, like that's what they call the class bikini wellness. And I was like, well, I wear a bikini. I wear the same style bikini as bikini athletes it's not the same as figure so I said to Darren I was like oh can I do bikini open as well and he was like no I don't see why not like it means then that I can be judged as wellness whilst going out for bikini open so yeah I'll go those girls and they'll judge me all together and then they'll also judge me separately for wellness but I'll just go on stage once um that was kind of like what my idea was um so I asked Darren he was like yeah yeah that's absolutely fine so I ended up going out with bikini girls for bikini open because it was before wellness um and then the way that it was worded as well I can't remember who said it but they were like um yeah this bikini open we have actually also got another competitor because she didn't want to be on stage on her own <laughs> I was like thanks I really didn't mind um but whatever so I come out on stage obviously introduced wellness uh and then uh Lisa and Mike and Rick were all having a conversation kind of like whilst we're all on stage and it was mentioned to obviously Lisa that I wanted to do bikini open as well they've got us all there on stage Mike comes up to me and he goes right so they're they're having a bit of a discussion at the moment essentially your wellness but if you want to compete in bikini open and stay here now then you have to sacrifice being in wellness because they're different classes yeah. So you get judged the same. So you either move into bikini and then automatically, you know, you know, you're the only wellness. So you know that you're getting into the overall by default. So you kind of sacrifice that and be judged as bikini or you don't do bikini at all and stay in wellness. So I was like, well, I may as well just stay in wellness. And anyway, after the show, there was this whole debacle of like, well, I don't understand why I couldn't have done bikini open. And it was literally a case of, there are so many imbalances that you cannot judge bikini and wellness the same. Lisa was like, you know, for example, proportions. Bikini, you want the X-frame and you want balance and proportion. You want to be kind of like 
yeah, in proportion top and bottom. Yeah, yeah. Bikini top, you're automatically not going to lose points. That's not how you score it. But you're not going to be marked well because automatically you are imbalanced. Yeah, you're in the wrong class. Like, there's so many different things that is going to go against you for being in that class. So, yeah, that's where I kind of figured out as well. Like, there are major, major differences between each one. So... I have actually tried my fair share of trying to get into bikini and it was a fat no. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely agree with Lisa because it's it's not, I mean, in, in all classes, like I don't think that you can be like, can you be bikini with one federation and say figure with another federation or vice versa? Like, yeah, absolutely. Can you be wellness in one federation and not another? No, like if you're wellness, you are wellness. Um, are there some federations where the criteria of wellness is very much different? Yes. Um, with Pure Elite, I know it's it's a lot softer look with wellness. Um, yeah. and, and I think maybe that's where some of the confusion has come from is that actually if you look at Pure Elite wellness, they are more, like a lot softer and that's in their criteria is they wouldn't you a lot softer than they do in like their bikini. So you have got maybe maybe that's part of it. Um with BPA as well actually they moved a girl because now I would say I would actually say both the girls arguably in that class are more kind of trained bikini. Um and they said, oh no, your wellness. Now one of them had already signed up for wellness. One of them was I mean she's trained bikini through and through. Um, and they were like, no, no, you need to be in wellness. When she went on stage with bikini, they didn't have a trained bikini. So maybe with BPA, you'd be looking at kind of more a trained bikini look. I'm not 100% sure. I was a little bit confused, to be honest, with that move. Um, and why? Because to me, she was trained yeah. bikini, like, no, very balanced. Um, so I'm not sure, but... And with every other federation she competed with, she was trained bikini and master's bikini. So I don't know. But there is obviously some kind of differences between federation to federation. Those are the only two that really stick out for me. But your likes of, like you said, um, NFM, PCA, um, IFBB, or like two rows, whatever you want to call it. Wellness is wellness. You know, it, it's it's the same. NABA, mm -hmm. a lot. It's, it's wellness is you know, what we call wellness, <laughs> that's that. Um, but yeah, like you said, and I do think that like between them, you can't really flick through. Can you go from potentially like um, toned figure in like PCA or NFM and then jump into IFBB bikini? Yeah, absolutely. Because IFBB bikini, they are quite muscular girls. And they, their figure is such a big jump from bikini to figure. And you look at Phoebe Goodwin and she's done that very well. She did toned figure and then she went and won her pro card in bikini. So yeah. I think you do have that. But with wellness, I just, it's it's such a big difference between the upper and lower half. Yeah, you just don't fit into anything else. Like you compose all you want to fit a, a class, but if your physique's there for wellness, you just, you're not, you're not yeah. going to fit anything else. Wellness um so yeah condition is a big thing that obviously we see that people don't hit the mark so to you like what would you say like you're looking for in a wellness condition I would say more than bikini but yeah. you don't want striations yeah 
So like to get into the point of it's the whole is the prep process as well. So you want to deplete, you want to get hard and dry, but you don't want to keep like, so I know some people that are in wellness and they've had dry issues in prep. You then fill up and yeah. you fill the muscles out. So you've got quite a hard look. You're still very conditioned. You know, you've got separations in your quad. Don't necessarily need to show them as much when you're posing on stage. But mm. if you were to flex in the gym, 100%, you'd see like separations in your quads. Um, but you don't want glute striations. Um, I think as well, there's a, there is a line, like just a little bit can just tip you over. It's, it's hard. Like in my head, I can visually see it, but to actually say, right. To describe, isn't it? Yeah. I think the thing is as well, and the, the issue you do have is that certain federations are a lot leaner than others. Like PCA, for example, their girls that are winning now, even in bikini, have got serrated glutes. Mm. Now, that to me isn't bikini. That's far too lean, but that's what's winning at the moment. Now, you don't want to see that realistically in bikini, definitely not in, in wellness either. I'd say it's, like you said, it is, it's it's very conditioned. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because with wellness, you've got so much more muscle mass. You don't necessarily kind of have to be as low body fat to have that muscle showing through, though. Yeah. Um, because there's so much more muscle. But it is. It's seeing that separation between the glutes and the hamstrings. It's seeing that separation between the major muscle groups. Like you said, without serrations, without like that real, you know, deep dug out hamstrings or anything, but still seeing the hamstrings there. Um, yeah. but like you said, it is, it's a lot, it's a very, very full look around this. So yeah, maybe you do have to come down a lot more to fill back up again, mm. but it's, it's, I'd say it's the fullest look female wise that, yeah. you know, it's fuller than bikini. It's probably fuller than figure. Mm. Um, it's a very, very full bubbly, bubbly look, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's just, I think. I think as well, like you say, it comes down to as well with what you see. Like if somebody sees someone with less condition, then they'll go for that. And I think people cut short of how, how conditions you do need to be. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the next question I had for you, kind of, I think I know what you're going to answer anyway. Um, but I was going to say, like, what was what would you say like your biggest bugbear is with the wellness class at the moment? Not having the muscle. Not having the muscle and not being in condition. Like you might have the size there, but if you get in condition, you haven't got the size. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, it's knowing what's fat, what's muscle. And I I don't want to ever come across as someone. So for people that have seen kind of like my previous photos, because they're all still up on Instagram, you can scroll through and, and find mine and oh my god, it literally gives me the ick. I don't I don't like my look from my first prep. Um, I don't want people to think, oh, like, yeah, I've got a fat ass now. Like, I am heavily dominant on my lower now, but that's a mix of I've been in my off season for near on two years. I'm eating in a surplus. I've got body fat. You know, I am bigger. But to say to other people, oh, you didn't have the size, you didn't have the condition, when realistically I didn't either. <laughs> like, I, I, I can judge and critique my physique from in prep, like, and it just again because I didn't have an off season I didn't have the muscle but realistically what other category was I going to fit so it was a case of like you know what was I really going to fit um but yeah looking looking to people now I'm just 
it's just too small it's too soft <laughs> yeah I'm with you and, uh, and like you said the thing is like and I I look back on all my pictures and I'm like oh that could be better oh that could be better and I think if you're not looking back and thinking that like you're never going to improve if you just look back at your photos and like you're like oh my god like that was amazing you're never going to get any better oh like you should look back at your photos and be like oh I can see what I did wrong and like not like be proud of what you achieved right also know where to improve because if you just went and you were like oh yeah like because I won therefore like my posing must have been great and my physique must have been great and my condition must have been great no there's still things that you can improve right like you didn't win the freaking Olympia you know I'm I'm not saying that to you Heidi I'm saying that to like myself like to everyone like you know (laughs) that's what you're you're looking at right um unless you unless you're Jen listening to this you did well done you (laughs) um but anyone else like there is going to be somewhere that you can improve to get better, you know? Um, I look back at mine and I'm like, oh, like my posing just wasn't like, it wasn't horrendous last, you know, last time I competed, but it wasn't great. Like there's bits that I can improve on there, you know, yeah. there's bits that I can improve on on loads of stuff. And and I think you've got to be able to do that to move forwards for sure. Yeah. Um, and also, like you said, like you've been judging, like you understand the criteria a lot better and it's quite literally your job to judge people if you are a judge and to find kind of the the flaws in people's physiques to where they can improve as well so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say that um so obviously like Hattie as as Hattie not the wellness athlete you do quite a lot of modeling and stuff don't you and I absolutely love your pictures so how did you get into all of that um so I again I just kind of fell into it (laughs) <laughs> a lot of a lot of things in life I just kind of wing and end up wherever I end up um modeling is one of them so um I did my first ever like fair amount of photo shoots when I was in the Isle of Man so there's a photographer over there that I worked with uh for a good few months through prep um and did like a lot of different shoots gym shoots and um, like fitness lingerie that sort of stuff um and for anybody that doesn't know <laughs> I do any fans so that is my job like I'm pretty open about it most people know um I'm not one to hide from it like it is what it is um and so with that I ended up chatting to a friend of mine who kind of introduced me into how to kind of manage my page and kind of do relatively well with it um it's more and hard work than people realize isn't it what only fans yeah 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 like it, it is a job and <laughs> you know I I was I've had other jobs whilst having it um and now it's basically what I do full-time which is good but you kind of need that to kind of manage it and get the content out like I speak to everyone on there so depending on how many people you've got subscribed like it's chatting to people and they expect you to kind of message back at the drop of a hat which isn't always the case but it is quite time consuming Mm. um but yeah, the guy that kind of introduced me into it all is a photographer. Yeah. And he was like, oh, there's um there's two sites which are pretty good for models getting in touch with photographers. Like I think you do really, really well. Um, go and have a look. And this was probably about a year ago, I think it was. Um, and so I set up, don't get me wrong, it's a very unhinged site. Um <laughs> it's quote unquote photographers, quote unquote models. Right. Um, 
And as long as you understand what you're going on there for and what you might see and the type of messages you get, then you'll be fine. But mine is purely, purely photography um, in terms of work and mod- modeling. Yeah. Um, whereas you get a lot of photographers, should we call them, um, that will pay said model um, just for the sake of seeing them, whether that be in clothes, nude, whatever, um, to the point of, especially if you go down the more adult-based route, which you can on those sites, um, it'll be very involved with each other between the model and the photographer. So it's, yeah, yes, it's- It's it's what you expect really from a photo shoot, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely, rock up, yeah, drop your pants, let's let's have some fun. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I, when I first signed up, I had a lot of messages and I was like, oh my God, like what have I just got myself into? but it's just kind of picking through and actually doing research and looking into the work and knowing what you want to do and yeah touch wood so far I've not had like any issues as such yeah everyone that I've worked with I have kind of found through those sites um and yeah it's kind of just become a second thing so I do I do kind of run them in hand with each other with modeling and with OnlyFans but to be honest, like a lot of the modeling work I do is kind of to help build photographers portfolios. Um, and also just because I enjoy it. Like, I like, I don't know, like not that I like being in front of the camera. I guess I probably do. I've had that. <laughs> again. Um, I don't know. It's just, I guess like maybe an empowering experience. Like it's, yeah. I get you because I really enjoy photo shoots and stuff but like you said it's very it it can be very expensive if you just pay your likes of like AK I don't know if you've shot with them before or not really but like haven't I've, I've looked at their work and like there are a lot of people like Annapelle, uh, Yanis, um, obviously I know Matt who does um, like shoots all of Fitex and NFM and everything and um, he does his own stuff yeah Matt, like there's a lot of people out there yeah but it's it like what I mean is is if you just want to like do some shoots and stuff like it can be very and I guess this is what's hard because it can be very expensive if you're constantly paying a photographer for your shoots because I mean you shoot with like I can't even remember how much I paid to shoot for AK but I think it was upwards of like 300 pounds and like yeah but I can't remember so it might not have been but you know you're you're talking like it's a lot of money I think when I shot with Jay it was like 250 so it's a lot of money for a photo shoot and it's which you know I can understand because they're very very good at what they do um but if you just want to get into modeling like it is it's a very hard thing I guess to get into and then like you were just saying really to stay safe into because if you just go in quite naively, um, you join a site, um, and then you get people message you, you're going to be like, oh, hang on a minute, like I don't actually know who. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess part of it, like I've had people that have messaged me before and been like, oh yeah, like I'd love to shoot with you, and then I look at their page and I'm like, you look like you've just taken a photo of someone on your iPhone. Like, why would I want to do a photo shoot with you? Like, it's awful. It's so bad. Like, I'm not saying that I get oh my god so many people want to shoot with me I'm not saying that but for like percentage wise the people that I work with as to who messages me oh my god it's only like 20 percent like it is crazy as you say you know people will have such poor quality and I find it bad as well like I I try and message back everyone that messaged me on the site that I'm on um 
and it's just shit it's so bad like but I don't want to be nasty and say I don't want to work with you because your your quality is literally just like is so bad <laughs> it's taken that myself on a timer <laughs> yeah it's like finding the right words but as you say you can be very naive going into it it depends it depends as well what levels you're wanting to do so like I do a full mix obviously you know with only fans that that's separate that is what it is and you know I'll do what I'll do on there um yeah. with I think my niche is that with when you associate modeling you think of very tall slim petite women which mm. I'm quite clearly not especially in my off season I'm like the other extreme um so for on that site that is my USP like people want to shoot with me because of my physique which is quite nice yeah um, and it somewhat helps me maintain a relatively ish okay physique for off season. Like it's not letting me get too fat. <laughs> um, but I shoot, um, I shoot a lot of art nude at the minute as well. Oh wow, so yeah. It depends kind of like what style you want to go in. I'm very lucky in that I've only ever paid for a shoot once, and that was in the Isle of Man, and that was my first ever shoot. Other than that, I've either done collab work with people, so it's TFP. So I get the photos, but then they also get to use it for for their portfolio so it's kind of helping each other build up into like that area in the industry um or I get paid um but the most I'll do is art nude and I quite like that style people people look at it and be like oh my god it's just a naked lady like it's no, see, I love it I think the, the issue with art nude is sometimes it is like you said it's cd men trying to take a photo of you naked and it's like that's not art like I am um, like the kind of like I've got like this little geeky side that not many people really see but I love art and like when I see your pictures and like yeah it's naked but it's not like this dirty seedy like naked tatty it's it's really beautiful womanly shape it's not I don't sexualize it so a lot yeah. of people get any any naked photo of any woman and they'll go and wank off to it like you know you expect that especially with the work that I do so certain photos that I'll post on my OnlyFans it can literally be nothing. It can just be a simple picture of my ass and I've got pants on and I know full well what people are going to do with it. Like, you just know. Whereas when I do art nude, I don't sexualize that. I might be naked, but it is, it's about the physique. It's about the look, the lighting, the the mood of it, the atmosphere. Yeah. You can go into an art gallery and look at, say, Van Gogh or whoever it might be, Picasso, Banksy. Like, you look at it and you see it as art. Some people don't get it, but the people that get it they view it and they're like oh my god I get this emotion from it and I see this and I feel this when I look at it and to me I get that from Art Nude and people's work and other models like I don't look at it like oh my god she's naked like yeah yeah I completely get you and like I I think it's such a beautiful part of photography that's often really not looked at quite right if that makes sense whereas that's what it is it, it's designed to create emotion you know see a see that that physique that shape um which is it's really cool I think it's really cool mate um I don't know how open you are about any fans and stuff but do you feel that that's because I didn't actually write this down because I was like I don't know if she's gonna bring it up <laughs> I don't want to bring it up if you don't want to talk about it but like do you feel like that's ever like how, what impact do you think that's had effect on your bodybuilding and vice versa um to be honest they kind of both come in hand in hand like they happened at the same time so I started my page 
December 2021, 20, I think it was. Right. Um, so funny story. <laughs> I used to be in police. Oh, really? Uh, so that's what I did when I was in the Isle of Man is I, I was a little bobby on the streets out there. <laughs> um, and I had always said, like, if I wasn't in it, I'd do it. Like it was it was when it was becoming quite popular because of COVID. Yeah. And all like how much money they make. And it's quite kind of like not idolized, but it's like made to be this big, amazing thing where you make loads of money and like it's where it's the place to be. Yeah. And I said to friends and family, I was like, you know, if I wasn't the police, 100% I'd do it. Like, yeah, why not? Lo and behold, when I left, <laughs> out came my page. Um, and it was when I was doing um, bodybuilding and I started my prep. So don't get me wrong, like more so now, most people that are on there have subscribed because of my physique now yeah and as you know like oh my god I go on so many different tangents but within bodybuilding there's a massive issue around body dysmorphia yeah Uh, and you view your body so differently when you get into weight training let alone prep and everything like that so I think for me personally one I enjoy it um Mm -hmm. to an extent (laughs) and yes it's an easy income for me I can work from home it gives me so much flexibility and free time and the ability to do what I want um but because of issues that I've had in the past with body dysmorphia and issues and borderline EDs it's somewhat kept me in track because I'm like you know what I'm I'm getting paid for how I look so that to me maintaining my physique is my job I'm not saying I've got the most amazing physique but the people that are on there like how I look at the minute yeah yeah are on there and they and they pay so I guess it does work hand in hand in that sense um most people do prefer my off-season look and I don't blame them I was like a skinny boy child when I was in my <laughs> um so yeah so I think for me personally like I don't mind it I kind of like have somewhat of a thick skin so certain stuff on there doesn't necessarily bother me um yeah and yeah I think at the minute it's, it works well together yeah because I I always I think as well like with bodybuilding it's it's often like very sexualized like I don't have any fans. I don't even post anything that remotely might make you think that I have only fans. But I have people message me like, "Do you have only fans?" Sometimes, and I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. Like I don't under- like I like in my head, I'm like, I haven't posted anything yeah. that would even like if I saw a gal post what I post, I wouldn't think like, "Oh, she must have only fans," because mm-hmm. nothing sexualized at all. But like <laughs> these men just like sexualize what you're putting on straight away, and they're like, "You must have only fans." I'm like. I don't do you find I guess in that for you it's probably like yes I do here's the link sign up pay me some money (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you as a female and I think majority of people can relate like you get sexualized like you can literally look like absolute shit I could walk out in a bloody paper bag yeah and have men stop and stare like it's yeah. just I think it's being female nowadays like it just is what it is a, a girl that goes to the gym and men stop and stare so a lot of the time things will be sexualized and now that, that's where I kind of I keep things quite separate so I will not entertain anything of that nature on my Instagram oh if really people, uh, if people message me in a certain way if they kind of start commenting on my stuff on Instagram sexualizing it or just being very kind of weird immediately it's gone like I will not entertain it whereas my only fans like you pay for that so I will give you it like yeah 
and if you want to chat in a more explicit way to an extent I will um I mean I don't get off to any of that like that is not kind of what I'm on there to me it's kind of <laughs> is is this someone you know they're writing their emails on a Monday morning just replying to it like yeah I'll just send it back. <laughs> it does it doesn't do anything for me but yeah it does for them and like I I'm fully aware of kind of like what they do with that content yeah, yeah. um so yeah I mean I don't actually know what the question was you know <laughs> I'm lost now anyway but it's, it's just about kind of things being sexualized but I think that's actually really interesting that you don't allow it on your your page at all yeah don't get me wrong it probably comes across as if like that's my that's my traffic that is where I get a lot of my subscribers from is for Instagram so to an extent I have to kind of push it and promote it and every now and then if I get like new followers and stuff I'll be like okay I'll just whack something on my story with the link and I'll yeah. put like a not even like a saucy saucy image but like a little bit of spice um, yeah. but often like the main thing that gets people is my ass like I've got a big bum like that's what lads are into so yeah I will probably post that more than what I ordinarily would for the sake of getting people on my page yeah I, I don't know it's it's hard to explain like I don't actively try to sexualize myself on Instagram but I will post like bikini pictures or like okay yeah I do my check-in half naked I'll do it in a bikini but at the same time that's very different to posting a holiday bikini picture as opposed to a lingerie as yeah and yeah then pose you're in where you are the setting everything like that so certain things will stay off Instagram yeah that's really cool I think it's really empowering as well like I do find it, it's an empowering job to have because realistically like like you said men are going to get off to like anything that you post on Instagram anyway like you post a picture of you in a holiday in a bikini, like that same bloke is going to get off to it, whether he's paying you for it or not. So make exactly. him fucking pay for it. Yeah. And, and if it's not going to be from me, then they're only going to go elsewhere for it. So it's just, it's it's earning money whilst I can, essentially. It's not a long-term job. Yeah. Like, I do it whilst I can. It, yeah. No, but it's interesting though. It's cool. Um, You're off traveling a lot as well now. Yeah. How are you kind of, are you still training when you're traveling? Like what are you doing diet wise? Obviously you're having, you're extending the off season. Yeah. So I plan to get back to stage 2025. So next year now, which is scary um, considering it feels so long since I was on stage. But for me, off season now is literally just making the most of it. Like um, I'm with Sophie AJ now. So Sophie Jenkins, big up, big Sophie. Um, Hmm? she's been on here before big Soph. yeah she is like top og but oh my god she has been so so good to me and she is very much like now is the time to enjoy it. i don't want you going into a prep feeling like you've already been restricted and then it just is asking for chaos when you come to prep and when you come to diet so we're very much on the same page so my travels started in october the end of last year um and it was never plan to go away I mean I only went for three weeks but it was the longest stint I've ever done um and I ended up I was dieting from June up until when I went in October so I was doing a very very slow body recomp I dropped about 30 pounds I did a fair bit (laughs) um and I felt really good in how I was and then obviously I spoke to Sophie and said look I'm going away I'm away for three weeks um I'm probably not going to train I don't intend to I have no idea what my diet's going to be like. I'm not tracking. 
and I just went away and I had the most amazing time. I didn't go to the gym once. I think I thought about it once and was like, oh, it's going to be like, I'm not going, but I wasn't craving it. And it did me so good to have that mental break and to just intuitively eat for the first time, um, considering that I haven't done that in years. And normally if I was off plan, I was off plan. Like I'd eat everything in sight. Um, mm-hmm. I was very active. I was doing a lot of steps every day. So maybe like 25 to 30 steps, 30,000 steps a day. Oh, wow, yeah. Like cardio, obviously I wasn't doing, but I was still very active. Um, so I did my three weeks. I came back. I think I'd gone up maybe like eight pounds, eight or ten pounds, which wasn't too bad considering. Oh, do you know what though? I I honestly think people underestimate steps because I always say this. This is going to be the year where it doesn't happen. I always lose weight at Glastonbury or a big festival. I always lose weight because I'm doing so many freaking steps a day, so much dancing. Yeah, you're eating like street food from these food vans, which is always fucking banging, but. I never put on weight, always lose weight. Mm-hmm. It's on your yeah. feet. Yeah, that is, that is it. And it is so simple. Um, so yeah, so I, I wasn't too mad. And then when I got back, it was so hard to get back into routine. And I really, I really struggled. Having like that three weeks off was like, okay, to try and go back now. So we agreed that I was going to macro track. And I didn't quite stick to it, but I was doing my best. I was just keeping active, getting back into training. Um protein was kept high as well on days that I wasn't 100% and mm-hmm. then I had another little break suddenly I booked it like three days two three days before I went I went to Budapest <laughs> um, and again I just did the same thing steps were high I had one training session um ate what I wanted did what I wanted um and then it was kind of like from then I was like you know what I genuinely just want a break from being optimal like I'm still gonna make progress and I think within bodybuilding everything is just made to be difficult people like to make things harder than what it actually is 100%. like your off season is as simple as eat train sleep and recover like yeah. as long as you are doing those consistently or they're on consistently you are going to make progress and it's one thing that me and Sophie are so kind of on board with it with each other that she's like, you know what, okay, if you can keep like 70% nutrition, great. I still yeah. keep carbon where I can. I'm trying to travel more. And I was, I mean, I was away the other week in Barcelona. I'm now going to Dublin in two weeks. Like I am actively going away quite a bit. So we've agreed on the days that I'm at home and that I can be relatively on point, then I will. And then for the days that I'm away, just go and have fun, like live my life. Like I don't want to miss out on stuff because I'm like, oh, I can't because I need I need to be on track or I need to have this or I can't have that because I need to eat this later. I need to get my steps and I just can't be asked with that. It's too much pressure and stress and oh, can't be asked. <laughs> you know, I think as well, when you've been in this game a while, you can intuitively eat quite well. Like you can get enough protein in because even just like by sight, you know how much like 100 grams of chicken looks like. You know how much like proteins in an egg do you know what I mean like you know and like I think you automatically do it anyway like I even if I wasn't tracking my food which I wasn't for a while like I was still having a good amount of protein because that's the food that I enjoy I love and this is I swear down this has been my breakfast meal for like the last four years <laughs> it's like a bagel with bacon medallions and eggs oh. that's 
that is my that is my go-to breakfast yeah. my job turkey rashes but same same I don't know turkey rashes are dead mate why are you <laughs> I've it's... not had well I've not had the medallions before maybe I need to switch it up maybe that's hey, what you need to switch up try it and then come <laughs> back to me and you'll be like what the fuck have I been doing with my life Run on my Tesco list later. I get depressed if I go in and there's no... Because te- bacon medallions now are a lot easier to get than they used to be. I'd get depressed. Or even if, if Joe had been and brought turkey bacon back, I'd be like, what is this shit? I don't want it. Get me my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like that is what I like for breakfast. Then I eat meat a lot because I like to eat meat so I eat my chicken I eat my beef mints I'll eat pork I'll eat you know other stuff as well like not so much like on prep or whatever but yeah chicken sausages I like them as well actually for breakfast the Ooh. ultimate bap can have chicken sausages in as well but that's like a Sunday treat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I like yeah, you just you you gravitate towards protein sources because that's what you like anyway. It's like, just yeah, it's just eating. Just yeah. eating. I think people they over they overthink it a lot. Um, last kind of question for you, or last two: What does wellness mean to you? Oh my gosh. Um, in what sense? Like what? Like the category? Yeah. What's it mean to you? Why do I think that's such a hard question? <laughs> I don't know. This is my new question. Well, so I always have like an end of the episode oh. question, and that was going to be my my wellness one. I mean, well, in a nutshell, fat ass and fat legs, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that is my inspiration for everyone um no I mean wellness to me I think someone referred to it and I will always always remember this someone told me she was like you're like a unicorn because it's just the category that not everyone fits but everyone loves yeah and it, it is it's that one category that it's just it's on its own and you either you either have what you haven't and I'm yeah. still yet to find out. Like I've got a long, long time in, hopefully, within competing, within bodybuilding. Um, so I'm yet to find out my potential. But it's the idea that it's like, you want it, but do you really fit it? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Because a lot, like, I love wellness, but I'm very real. I'm like, I'm never going to be a wellness girl. Loads of girls on my team, they're all like, when the Olympia was on, like, we're all like watching the Olympia together. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, they were saying like, oh my god, like look at the wellness girls. Like, oh, I'd love to be wellness. I'm like, yeah, we'd all love to be wellness, but like none of us are gonna be wellness. <laughs> we don't fit it, but it does. Everyone just wants to be wellness. You are a unicorn, Hattie. Oh, That's okay. what it means to you. And um, finally, what is the one thing you'd like everyone listening to take away from today's podcast? I'd say, I mean, we haven't really gone too in depth in it, but I'd say just do you you know be yourself do what you want to do work hard at what you want like have a goal and just go for it like don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks I'm very much trying to live that at the moment live by it in terms of 
I want to do what I want to do. So I'm going to go and do it. Do it. If So, you need planning, buddy, like hit me up. oh, absolutely. I'm here for anybody who wants to come away with me. It's just an excuse for me to go away more. So come with. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Be yourself. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, don't overcomplicate shit. Training, eating, off season, live life. Just, just have fun. Prep is the time for being absolutely on a hundred percent. No errors, anything like that. Don't stress over the little shit that does not matter. Because I've learned that. Yeah, massively, massively, massively. Just fucking train <laughs> hard, eat right, and go to sleep. yeah, that is it. That is that is literally it. And um, Train because fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> a big yes. thing. Train hard. Um, thank you so much for coming on. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, um, whatever reason, after this podcast, where can they find you to or they want to follow your journey to stage again next year? Because, mate, I know you were like, I don't know if I'm going to fit next year. You fucking one million percent are because you're looking fucking sick. So where can they find you to? Um, it will be Instagram and the question is, what is my Instagram handle? I think it is H underscore EJ Fitness, I believe. I'm gonna put it in the comments or the description because I'm a little bit like worried that he doesn't know we're on Instagram here. H underscore EJ Fitness is my main go-to. And then you can also find the links to my other pages as well. Not, not said page, not, um, I have other Instagram pages. <laughs> Hattie's <laughs> modeling. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. And anyone listening, if you're not following me, my Instagram is mollyjane underscore bikini. And please, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate it five stars. Please share it um, with your friends and family, everyone on Instagram um, and drop us a comment as well. But thanks so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Fitcast. And we'll see you again in the next one. Bye.